Hey, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of the Trench Life Podcast. A very special edition because it's Tuesday afternoon. We usually don't record in these early afternoons. We're just coming off that big Cleveland Cavalier win, 109, uh, 111-102 uh, against the Boston Celtics. And I'm joined by one of my co-hosts, Eric. Eric, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. This is like our third time trying to record this. We're having a little experiencing a little technical difficulties. Hopefully Take we get <laughs> hopefully we get through this one. Uh, <laughs> like I said, 111-102 was a nine-point game. Didn't seem as close as the score showed up at the end. It seemed like the Cavaliers had pretty much control of that game all the way through. Uh, big LeBron performance again. Uh, what were your thoughts on last night's game? Uh, again, it, it went as the way I, just the way I thought it would go. LeBron had a, I would say like a quiet 44, no? <laughs> if you could have a quiet 44, I guess that's what it looks like, right? He somehow <laughs> managed to do that, this guy. But uh, it went the way I, I thought it would go. I mean, the role players play better at home for the Cavs. Although, like, I know you're saying it's not as close as the score indicated. There was a point, like, with five minutes to go, it was down to seven, right? So Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, LeBron with the dagger three around that time, maybe with, like, three minutes left. That really yeah. gave him a nice cushion after that. Uh, but, yeah, we're seeing the, the series is very home-centric. Like, every team has won at home so far. Boston yet to lose uh, at the TD Garden. Seems like that young team feeds off that crowd. And they're heading to Boston for Game 5, which I think is, like, the game that's going to decide the series. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I thought yesterday's game was the game that decided the series. But, you know, for me, yeah, Boston's undefeated at home. But I think that streak's about to come to an end. LeBron. All, all you know, good he, things must come to an end. They, they must. They must. <laughs> you know, Game 2, Game 2, they looked set to take that game, Cleveland. And then LeBron took a shot to the head. And it kind of... <laughs> I'm not trying to make excuses for LeBron, but it kind of got him out of the game. Like, it kind of got him out of the group. Because he came out, I think he had 21 in the first quarter. And then it just, he took that shot to the head. And it was, he definitely slowed down after that. Uh, that's his weakness. You got to get him with the blows to the head. Sometimes that's what you got to do. What you got to do. You got to go <laughs> a bad boy basketball. You know, the that just... Uh magnifies the argument of people that say Jordan's better because he played against those tough bad boy defenses and those Knicks defenses. Yeah, but that was, that was a nice shot, though, to the head. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a good one. That was a you good know shot what? I, I have to give credit to uh, Ty Lue. I thought he did a good job yesterday. And you know what? Every time now, he's matching up Thompson with Horford. He's not letting Horford get the best of them anymore. And, uh, and another, another big thing they've done is that switch where they get LeBron up against uh, – against uh, Rozier. Yeah, Rozier, which is pretty much making Rozier kind of unplayable at this point. That's what and, made it a quiet 44, I think, Claudio. It was just like just <laughs> getting it right there and laying it in. It was nothing impressive, yeah. <laughs> no, but talk about, like, disastrous for Terry Rozier who was looking at getting himself, like, a, a huge payday when his uh, contract's up with the Celtics, becoming a starter. E even if they would have got eliminated by the 76ers, yeah, did enough to look like... Uh, a guy that could be like a top 15 point guard in the league, and now he's getting like exposed, kind of like wow. Steph was kind of like Steph was getting exposed. But Steph, if you could live with Steph kind of getting exposed on D when he's dropping raining threes, you know, you need to like Yeah, but he's to, getting exposed against LeBron. Who who's gonna which six two point guard is gonna stop LeBron James? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. No, for sure, but it's a thing like he's becoming in this series. 
he's kind of becoming unplayable. If I was uh, Brad Stevens, I would be looking to start uh, Marcus Smart in the next game. You well, you know what? Uh, I thought Brad Stevens, he made a mistake. He should have played Baines more. Hey, hey, Brad Stevens doesn't make mistakes. I listened to Bill, <laughs> I listened to Bill Simmons and he told me, Brad Stevens, perfect coach. <laughs> okay, all right. Keep playing him 16 minutes. <laughs> no, but you need to match Baines up with Thompson. You know what I mean? If it's not going to be, you know, at least Baines has a shot at killing love on the boards if Thompson's going to stick with Horford, yeah? Yeah, for sure. And Tristan Thompson as well. Uh, really looking like the Tristan Thompson that we saw when uh, the Cavs upset uh, your Golden State Warriors uh, a couple of years ago in the final. He's all over the place. Did you say Dude. upset the Golden State Warriors? You don't think it was an upset? It was no. 3-1. It was 3-1 Golden State. How was that? Oh, yeah, from that standpoint, sure, 3-1, <laughs> and then they get Draymond sus- uh, suspended, you know, the NBA, and uh, it might LeBron have not James been an collaborate up- on a nice... Uh... <laughs> it might have not been an upset, like, to me and you, uh, to uh, in Vegas, I mean, but let's say to me and you, it was an upset. I didn't think in that series that Cleveland had a chance. I remember thinking, like, before the series started that Golden State was going to... No, no, them. neither did I, but once that happened 3-1 and Draymond got suspended, I was definitely worried. Yeah, when Draymond, when Draymond got suspended, I got worried too. Yeah, yeah because sure. look, said, the reality is... To tell you the, the truth, is, I still thought they were going to overcome it, though. I, 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 I so you're right. Too, you're right. Only because they had two games at home. But the reality is, everyone's like, oh, it's 73-win team, what a great team. But if you look at the LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Love versus Steph, Clay, and Draymond, which trio do you pick? I'm pretty sure all GMs would take LeBron, Kyrie, and Love. Yeah, I don't know about that. Don't you forget the the Steph that we had back then isn't the Steph we see now, and that could also be because they have Kevin Durant. That is but, because we have Kevin Durant. Okay, sure. could be that, but it could be a little bit, a bit of injuries as well. It could be a little wear and tear as well. But the Steph that we people were arguing is Steph like has Steph overtaken LeBron as the best player in the league back 2015 2016 yeah but that was shut down quick but he had two great years he's incredible I, I still think he's great he's slowed down like people get pissed that he had a bad game game two he's not getting the volume shots anymore like he used to <laughs> no that's for sure no that's for sure they've changed they, they're, they're not yeah. the same team as they were they're better they're a better team but still the difference just... now is that they could beat you any way you want to play them yeah, Back then, exactly. they, like you, they, they had to get the tempo to where they liked it to beat you, which they usually did, uh, as evidenced by their 73-win season. But they had some holes in their game. But now, there's no holes. Fuck, they almost lost to the Thunder. <laughs> they were down 3-1. Like, yeah, they were down 3-1. No, no, for sure, for sure. They're a lot better now with KD, obviously. You, you add the second-best player in the world who also has uh, – well, he might have an ego, but not on the basketball court. He's very unselfish. It's usually going to work out for you, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're not going to dwell on the past. Let's talk about – if we're going to go on the past, let's talk about 2017 finals. Let's, uh... <laughs> why, don't we just, why don't we just talk about 2018 and your Warriors are obviously still in there. They have a, a nice little 2-1 lead against the Rockets. Uh, let me ask you a question. I don't think you ever doubted – Warriors were going to win this series, and you probably still don't. But after Game Two, were you worried? No. Were you worried for Game Three? No, I, w- I think you, you were. How, I think you you're bluffing. How- I think you're bluffing, and let me tell you why. Because you messaged us on uh, Sunday night when they played, and you wanted to watch the game somewhere. Usually, you don't like you. You don't do that. You you felt that was a big game. Game. 
Well, I just didn't want to be bothered by my three kids while I watched the game. I want to watch the game tonight too, somewhere. You know what I mean? If you guys are going, if you guys are up for it, let's do it. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I wasn't worried at all. You know, actually, it's funny. So if you look at this playoffs, the Warriors win three in a row, and then they put uh, they they lose, they get crushed, they don't show up every game. Look at it. I think they do it on purpose, subconsciously, not like uh, oh, like I... it's an arranged thing. Like subconsciously. They want a little doubt in them so that they can get motivated to play the next game. Yeah, it's like they don't lose at home. But, like, <laughs> if you look series round one, they went up 3 nothing. then they lost game four. Then they – round two, same thing. Then they – no, yeah, they win game five. Then they win the first two and lose game three. Then they win three in a row again and lose game two in Houston. It's just – it's just inevitable. I guess uh, at this pace they might lose game one in the finals. Well, this is, uh, I'm just, uh, gambling-wise, I've been, uh, I'm just riding now Golden State and Cleveland all the way through. I think that's going to be the best, uh, the best scenario for my money. Until they meet <laughs> in the finals, obviously, and then we're going to go Golden State all the way through. Well, I think that's what's funny. If Golden State meets Cleveland, I think Golden State wins in four. If they meet Boston, for some reason, I feel like Boston would give them fits and they would be more like a five game or maybe even six. <laughs> yeah, they give them real fits. They win that one <laughs> game. They'd win game four to <laughs> stop the sweep. Well, they'd make it harder on them <laughs> on the defensive end. I think Cleveland doesn't stand a chance. Like, it's finished for them. Yeah, no, Cleveland doesn't stand a chance. We would have to see goat LeBron like we would have to see something special which you know what I'm all down for seeing if he could do it I'm down for this I'm not a warrior fan like you are if he pulls out like this uh, incredible series where he's like the perfect basketball players for uh, a stretch of seven games I'm down for that oh if he does that he's the goat (laughs) Jordan is down forget it it's it's you know air LeBron's coming out from moving forward I think at that point the only doubter would be still Skip Bayless everybody else (laughs) Everybody else would be down for LeBron as the goal. For sure. I mean, fuck, if you beat the Warriors with that squad, oh, my God. And the the, the crazy thing about the Warriors is that there's no signs of them breaking up anytime soon. Now we heard rumors that reports that Clay's going to sign a team-friendly deal. So, uh, I don't know when Draymond's going to... Draymond is the wild card. Everybody's wondering what Draymond will do when he approaches his uh, next free agency. He's the one that possibly could... Well, even KD, right? He said no more uh, pay cuts, right? No more pay cuts, but I don't see him... Like, this is just my opinion from listening to him in interviews and stuff. He wants to get paid, but I don't think... I think he's kind of bluffing. I don't think he'd leave Golden State, though. I think he loves it there now. Yeah, well, the poor guy is only getting $30 this year, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, when you look at I saw a stat uh, yesterday. Actually, I was reading on Reddit. Uh, Joe Johnson in his career has only made like $15 million less than LeBron in their careers. Than LeBron? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I think they play, they're like almost played the exact same amount of years, like if not the exact same amount. <laughs> wow. But what if, what, what if LeBron ends up joining the Rockets uh, next year with CP and uh, Harden? Pretty fucking good team. <laughs> Jeez. It's a great team and three very intelligent basketball players. But I have to, I have to say what people are gonna say whenever that's mentioned. How's that gonna work? You know, thought people thought that maybe the CP CP three with uh, with Harden wouldn't work because you got two guys that need the ball in their hands. Then Tony created this system now where they just take turns, basically isolating. But what would it be when there's three guys with LeBron? I don't know how that would work out. To tell you the truth. No, I'm sure they'd find a way. 
<laughs> maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe LeBron becomes like this mercenary that just goes like signs one year deals and goes from like every every year he just reevaluates where's the best chance to beat the Warriors and he just changes every year. He becomes like a, a mercenary. I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, what would be the perfect player to play with LeBron James? And you know who it is? It's Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson would be the perfect player to play with LeBron James. Yeah. He's alive. I think Clay Thompson is the perfect player. Like when they drafted, like when they assembled the Golden State Warriors, what really solidified them being this great before they got KD, giving them the opportunity to get KD is how they paired up Clay with Steph. I think that's like the perfect guard pairing. Yeah, it is. And yeah. I actually want to talk about that later because there's a, anyways, but we go on. So why, why would Clay be the perfect player? Well, because player? he doesn't need the ball. He's a catch-and-shoot guy. He's 6'7", and he plays great defense. <laughs> what more do you want than that? And LeBron yeah, is constantly yeah. – he's always – Clay is always ready to shoot. I, I watch him play all the time, and he's just like – the ball, it would be some, like, long rebound. He catches it awkwardly, and he's, like, on his right foot. He just jumps and shoots. He's always yeah. ready, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that uh, there's a player out there that wouldn't want a Clay Thompson on their team. He's just like, he, he thrives on taking on the best, the, like the best guard on offense as his defensive assignment. Always ready to shoot, like you said, doesn't need the ball in his hands. Yeah, he's a perfect fit for LeBron. So he should, having said that, LeBron should come to Golden State and we'll have a new Imagine the, <laughs> Imagine the memes. Imagine the, the internet would explode if he signed the Imagine he signed the Golden State on a minimum deal. Oh, my God. Adam Silver <laughs> would lose his fucking mind. <laughs> that would never go down. NBA ratings plummeting. <laughs> for sure. It would be a bad move for the NBA. It would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, so let's talk a little more about the about the Warrior Rocket series. Uh, first of all, do you think the Rockets have a chance of even winning another game, or is that said uh, they gave them that W uh, game two and it's over now? I think they're skilled enough to win uh, another game. I think I could see them winning game uh, game five. They're not going to win tonight. It's not going to happen. It could be you know tonight could be the best game of the series though because they're going to give it their all. And, uh, you know, the dubs are tough to beat at home. And, fuck, it's just if the, if the Warriors are on, which I think they will be, because they don't want to go back to Houston tied, right? Like, they got to take it pretty seriously tonight. How fucking great is Draymond Green, though? Like, oh, that last game. Like, I know his stats weren't that impressive, but if you just watched him, like, how he was, what he was doing in that game, like, he's incredible. He d- he's, he's the perfect <laughs> player for the, for the Warriors. He's just perfect. He fits in perfectly. <laughs> it's crazy. No, like, seriously, like, his stats are never that great. But him and Iguodala don't need to score to make to show that's value. That's what's great about them, though. That the fact, especially Draymond, the fact that he doesn't need to contribute scoring wise, and he could still affect the whole game. Like it's incredible the <laughs> way he could switch on guards. This guy's like guarding Chris Paul on switches like perfectly. <laughs> and, and that's a terrible matchup when they switch on to Gr- Draymond. It's just bad for Chris Paul, like and Dr- James Harden. You don't want to switch up to Draymond. There's no way. It, it's incredible. He's like the perfect, almost the perfect player, the perfect big to have in uh, in today's NBA. Oh, it's well, he's only like six seven, dude. It's crazy, honestly. Like, 
It's yeah, unreal. that's why the comparisons I always give to Barkley, obviously not as skilled offensively, but Barkley was like 6'4". He was shorter than Jordan, and he was winning rebounding titles and, and guarding, like, power forwards that were, like, 6'10". And shit. By the way, you were talking about Draymond stats. He had 10 points, 17 rebounds. <laughs> oh, fuck, he had 17 six, rebounds. I didn't even know. <laughs> six assists, two steals, one block, and only one turnover, plus 26. Wow. Plus 26. Wow. That's incredible. (laughs) Well, mind you, you that game, they won by 41. Like, every Warrior must have been, like, plus 20. Yeah, so forget about (laughs) the plus minus. But, you know, Kevin Durant had 25 points, six rebounds, six assists, which is huge because in games one and two, he had a total of one assist. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you know why else it's huge that nobody even like spoke about how Karen, Kevin Durant played because Steph was having so much fun there. Yeah, everybody yeah. was just talking about Steph. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> the Warriors are the best Warriors when Steph is like playing like that. It's like so much fun to watch. Yeah, and yeah. he spaces it out. For, he opens it up for everybody when he's playing like that. Because when when yeah. Durant shoots, like if you notice Game One and Two, Durant he's just getting his shot. He could shoot over anybody. But Steph, I, you could tell the Rockets' game plan was not just to attack Steph on the defensive end. It was to get in his face on offense. So Yeah, that's why, yeah, I agree 100%. That's why I was disagreeing with uh, somebody on our uh, basketball uh, Facebook group was saying that uh, he gets a lot of open looks and stuff because of his teammates. But, uh, yeah, the game plan is, like, to slow Steph down. Yeah, because they feed off it. Like, when he starts hitting shots, they feed off it. And Draymond said it best after, in the post game. He's like, Steph hitting a three for us is like uh, someone else on another team having a huge dunk. Yeah. 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 I found it interesting, though. Ada, you heard the Simmons podcast with KD when he was saying that he gets like the most excited when it's guys like Nick Young that hit threes and stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, he hit a big three, Nick Young, in the first quarter or whatever when the Rockets were starting to pull, uh, you know, get on a run. But uh, yeah. right away, that did turn it around. But then again, yeah. like you could tell the difference though. Games one and games three, the <laughs> the Warriors aren't are closing the passing lanes with their hands. Their their arms are you know they're extended, they're up high. They're not letting yeah. the Rockets drive and dish. Whereas game two is just the easiest thing ever, and it doesn't help that PJ Tucker's not missing it. Yeah, PJ Tucker's <laughs> not missing it for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, so basically, I'm going with. Let me make a prediction on this series. I'm thinking that uh, Houston's done with the, the W's. I know you gave them one extra, finishing in six. My re- original prediction was uh, Golden State in six. I'll go Golden State in five now. Oh, that's it. You're wrapping it up. They wrap it up in Houston. Yeah, I'm wrapping it up now. I mean, this this <coughs> team was uh, Morley's vision there of beating uh, Golden State. It's it's possible with this team, but they need too many things to happen for them to have a chance, and that other things are not going to happen. First of all, Harden can't have 20-point games. Harden needs to have, like, 35-plus point games. Yeah, but you see uh, what's see- happening with Harden, right? Like, he's hunting for fouls, but this is the playoffs. They're not giving you those cheap fouls anymore. Yeah, they're definitely not giving you those cheap fouls anymore. Yeah. Uh, then you have CP3, who can't be having 15-point uh, games. He needs to be at the 25-point game. They also need contributions from Eric Gordon. They need contributions from all other uh, supporting cast. And uh, they're not – like, everything is not going to work out for them like it did in Game 2. And also, Golden State kind of let a lot of what happened in Game 2 happen. So, I think this series is a wrap. 
Oh, I agree with you. I think it's a wrap anyways. But tonight, there's no Iguodala, which I, it is huge. No Iguodala. Oh, there's no Iguodala? I didn't even know that. Well, he's doubtful, but doesn't look like he's going to play. So, Is it serious? Like, is it something that he can miss? A... No, he's got, he bumped knees with uh, Harden or Chris Paul in game three. And they, they did an MRI. He's fine, but it's swollen. So. They'll probably uh, rest him up and, uh, and see he... if they could win without him. If not, they'll dress him for game uh, game five. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see, but it is a big loss. Like uh, that guy, he's a perfect switch defender, and uh, and he's got super like he's got amazing hands, amazing hands. Yeah, and uh, you know he was like the guy, the catalyst kind of of this Golden State Warrior team. I remember when he signed there, like not too many free agents were willing to sign with uh, Golden State at the time. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Mark Jackson. And, yeah. He started. He was a starter too, and Steve Kerr put him on the bench. Yeah, like, just like uh, Draymond was on the bench be, uh, with uh, Mark Jackson, and it was Steve Kerr that made him start. But I think it was uh, because of an injury uh, initially. David Lee but, injury, uh, but he kept it that way. But you know what, yeah. though? Steve Kerr doesn't get enough, get enough credit for the offense. Seriously. They I were... think he does get enough credit, though. I don't think that Mark Jackson gets enough credit, to be honest. Well, and his I offense brought up, was ISO basketball. And what you, were, what you were saying about Mark Jackson was 100% true. A lot of the things. The guy was a little crazy. He was doing all kinds of fucked up shit uh, with, the, with the upper management, also with the players and stuff. Yeah. And, yes, he had the ISO, uh, ISO uh, offense. But you got to give him credit for that defense, though. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he he made the team believe in themselves, which is key, obviously, and they were good. But you know, they I think they had that one run. They went to the second round and they got they lost to the Spurs in five. But they <laughs> well, played he did really the well. Green light to Steph. He he basically told Steph like do do what the fuck you want. We're yeah. just gonna live or die with you. Yeah, and yeah. he didn't have a a real system in place, but it worked out for them because Steph is an exceptionally great player, and like you said, he gave them a belief. Uh, yeah, he deserves credit. Like, I've heard Steve Kerr say it in interviews. Let's give him about team defense, and he says that he goes, For that, you got to give credit to Mark Jackson. Yeah, but having said all that, that offense, the way they move the ball, that's all Steve Kerr. Yes. And I, they really I, do a great job moving the ball, man. Honestly, timeouts, they come out, they always run a nice play. It's like they, he really got Steph going in the third quarter by making him go inside, running plays for him to take it inside for easy layup. Oh, it was smart, man. Yeah, he's, he's a really good coach. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not bad. He's okay. <laughs> the Knicks should have got him instead of Fish. Well, he did have him in, like, instead of Fish. And then he got the offer from Golden State and wisely chose, showing that he has good uh, decision-making skills to take, the Golden, <laughs> to take the Golden State job and stay as far away as to Phil Jackson as he could. But sometimes I wonder, like, what would what life would have been with Steve Kerr as the coach? Like, I'm wondering if we would have given him a chance. You know, he wasn't coming into a team as polished as the as the Warriors were. We probably would have ended up firing him after one year, and he probably would have ended up with Golden State like the year after and and doing all this. Oh, depends if he would have started banging. Matt Barnes' ex-wife and, you know, driving cars and <laughs> smashing them DUIs. Yeah, then he would have got fired. But Because Fisher wasn't going to get fired if he didn't do all that shit. Uh, maybe not with, Mar- uh, with uh, Phil, with Phil Jackson. But uh, with the new management, they obviously wanted to, to have Gabe Hornacek one year just to see what he was all about. They got rid of him promptly. 
and now they hired Fis- what do you think about Fisdale by the way I think we spoke about this already did we well you're not going to get rooked anymore that's for sure that's what we said not going to get rooked and uh, take that for data <laughs> <laughs> I don't know is he is he really anything I, you know, I don't know much about him I just know he had a small run with Memphis but it was like all he well, did he was, was... With, uh, he was with Miami uh, for a lot of years yeah He's a Pat Riley guy. what do I know yeah He's a Pat Riley guy. Uh, the players love him, except for Marcus Gasol. Pretty much, he's a player's coach. A lot of love. Uh, you know what scares me, Claudio? If I was a Knicks fan, is the fact that LeBron loves him because we know LeBron does not make good decisions. So when exactly <laughs> he's great, he makes great decisions on the court, but off the court, not so much. He, he's definitely uh, following in Jordan's footsteps, both on and off the court. <laughs> Who was the guy that he wanted Miami to? He drafted Miami to draft Shabazz Napier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they drafted him. He saw him like practice a couple of times, and he decided to leave Miami. <laughs> he said, "Fuck that! <laughs> this guy sucks." <laughs> <laughs> he bailed back home, buddy. <laughs> I'm going home. Uh, let's talk a little about. We did enough of the, the playoffs. Quick, quick. Draft number one. Who do you think is going number one? Luka Dodger just come off winning the the MVP of his uh, of his league, winning the championship as well. 18 years old. A lot of people are saying though he's gonna have problems with his uh, with his athleticism in the NBA. He does look slow. Me, me I watched uh, I watched a lot of YouTube clips, but I actually watched that finals game. It was on YouTube, and uh, yeah, he does look a little slow, but I'm still high on him for number one. Are you? Would you take him number one or not? Well, because I have, because they have Booker, I'm not so sure that's a great fit. I think I would. First of all, I think a trade for Carl Anthony Towns, like Booker's been pushing on Instagram or whatever, then I would definitely do that trade for sure. You think it would just take that number one overall pick? You'd probably have to go a little more than that. Oh yeah, you think so? Well, I don't know. Carl Anthony Towns is already established one of the better big men in the league. Yeah, but he's like a top. 25 player, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I think it works for Minnesota too, right? Because you get rid of Towns, you're going to have to pay soon, and you start over with a. I, I suppose they wouldn't drive, draft Doncic. They go with the big men, one of the one of the big men, probably Aiton, right? So you're you're getting a replacement who's going to come cheap for a few years, for three four years. That yeah. way, you have money for Jimmy Butler. Wiggins gets more. Uh, Gets more uh, touches, which is what he wants. He's been a little bit bitching about that. And well, I heard he's de- they're desperate to get rid of Wiggins, but no one's going to take that contract. Yeah, I don't know. I would try with Toronto. I try. I think it would be good, maybe for both teams and for for Wiggins. Yeah, but Toronto doesn't want to get rid of DeRozan. They want to get rid of Larry, but no one wants Larry's contract either. I think people would. I think teams would take Lowry over DeRozan if Lowry was the same age. Yeah, but he's not, and he's what thirty three, getting thirty million a year. Yeah, Oof, but the uh, Rosen is like a guy. I compare him to like a Blake Griffin type guy. He is a superstar, but he's not necessarily not necessarily the superstar you want on your team. Blake Griffin, interesting. I would take the Rosen over Blake. Uh, now, yes, but they're both healthy. I definitely take Blake Griffin over the Rosen. If injuries weren't an issue? Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. 
the thing about these guys, like the Mobambas, the DeAndre Aytons, is are they going to fit into the, 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 to today's NBA? Are they, are they actually going to be playing in crunch time minutes in the playoffs, or are they these type of guy, type of bigs that you got to hide because the other team's playing small ball? Especially a guy like maybe Aytons athletic enough. Well, Aytons shoots too, right? Uh, yeah, he does shoot. But like a guy like Mobamba, I, I wouldn't take him as a top five, even top ten pick. I think he's gonna. He might end up like a guy that he doesn't play on the crunch time minutes in the playoffs because yeah, you're facing a small ball lineup. It's crazy that a small ball lineup like. I'm wondering, would Shaq like, be able to play Shaq? today? Exactly. Yeah. Where was Shaq? I know uh, they've asked Shaq this many times, and he says, who would guard me? Draymond Green, who would guard me? You know, And he's right. Like, who would, who would guard him? There would be nobody guarding him. But who would he guard? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, if he's playing the Warriors, like, I would do what the Warriors did, you know, a few years ago with Andrew Bogut. Like, when they played the Grizzlies, they had Bogut on Tony Allen. He's like, fuck it. Do you want to hang out on the baseline? I'm just going to give you all the space in the world and let you shoot. So, if, let's say if I'm playing the Warriors and I got Shaq on my team, I'm going to make him play Andre Iguodala. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I'll give him that space know. and I'll try and help inside. And on the offensive end, we're going to slow it down and I'm going to back Shaq down. Like, uh, I'm going to post him up every time. Like, every time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And there would be nobody really that would be able to stop Shaq. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm trying to think, let's say, if we had the Lakers versus the Warriors now. That's a tough matchup for the Warriors. Like, Kobe Bryant can fucking lock down on the, you know, on the other side. He's a great defender. Great but... defender. Clay would be locked down on Kobe, though. He yeah, wouldn't well... stop him, though. He would make him work for it. He wouldn't they, stop him. Like Kobe would still probably average his 20, 25, whatever it is, 25. Yeah, but basically the way the Warriors would play that is they would sit Iguodala down and they would play, what's his name, uh, either Looney or McGee, like one of those bigs. Yeah, yeah, and Looney's look really good. Fuck, that was a sick block. Yeah, that was a really sick block. <laughs> yeah, Looney's, uh, Looney's been that con- contributing more than I thought he would. It's great that the, the Warriors still have a still can manage to draft these jewels. Because yeah, they but they it. fucked up. Oh, man. They, re- they, they rejected their option, which was like two or three million dollars. Oh, really? So now he's going to leave, fucker. They could oh, have had him for cheap. Up. So stupid. Fuck. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, they reject. On top of that, they reject. They refused it this year, like mid-year. And you know there's going to be a team that's going to try to take him away just because he's a warrior. Yeah, just like those Ian Clarks of the world and all these guys. Yeah, for sure. And uh, there's also reports now that, uh, let's just go this one real quick. Kawhi Leonard, apparently the Spurs are going to try to work things out with him and offer him this super max, $219 million. How do you think that's going to play out? Do you think he's going to go back with San Antonio? Does money uh, cure all the all the problems they've had, or is this a bigger issue? Is this like uh, Kawhi wants to be a big star in a big market type thing? Uh, yeah, I think Kawhi's going to take the money. I think that's what it was the whole time. He got he got scared off, I think, with that injury. So he's like, you I think he paid. saw what happened to Isaiah Thomas, and he said, fuck that shit. I'm yeah, well, I don't blame going him, down like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him, and I think the Spurs are stupid for not offering him that money this year. Like, what are you guys waiting for? Are you serious right now? Like, Do you, yeah, but he didn't even show up to any of the games. Like, the guy was at an L.A. Dodger game. 
and he didn't go to any of the Spurs playoffs. Yeah, but don't so you think can't... this started early? Like, what do you mean? Like, you think he was pissed because he didn't get offered that Supermax, so he said, fuck that shit. Well, there, there was, that's what it was, right? Preseason, he wanted to get paid, and they kind of played it out, didn't they? Okay, well, so they kind of played it out, so it's all money or So you're basically saying they're going to offer him that Supermax, and this guy's going to jump for it. Because yeah. personally, I don't see... Like, you know, Ed, there's rumors he wants to go to L.A., he wants to go to New York, he wants to be in a big market. But this guy, like, he makes uh, DeMar DeRozan look like a wordsmith, like he talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say, hey, he's practically like a mime. And <laughs> I don't see that. I don't see that in him. Like, I don't think he's going to be auditioning for any movie roles or anything. He's a real quiet guy. I think San Antonio is like the perfect place for him. Yeah, he's like, a, he's like Tim Duncan. He's even less than Tim Duncan. But uh, honestly, like, Kawhi's going to take that money. 219, you're playing in Texas, no state tax. Of course you're going to take it. It's, if he goes anywhere else as a unrestricted free agent, he's getting way less, right? Yeah, he's going to – at least $25 million. No, more. I think more than $25 million that he's going to leave on the table. And he's not going to make that up, like, with his shoes – like. Nobody really wants Kawhi shoes. Kawhi is like the hipster, uh, the hipster NBA fans guy. He's the guy that appeals to people that look at advanced stats and stuff like that. He doesn't appeal to the regular Joe NBA fan. He doesn't have a personality. You need to have a personality to sell shoes. But neither did Tim Duncan, right? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, your Tim argument Duncan, for him. Uh, nobody, nobody was wearing no Duncan shoes. I don't. <laughs> did he have a shoe deal? I'm pretty sure he did, but uh, they all do. Even Kawhi does. Isn't he under Jordan, Kawhi? He's under Jordan brand, but they offered him like a low-ball offer to re-sign, and he turned it down. Huh. But he's not, I'm sure he's not moving that many shoes. He's fucking good, though. <laughs> yeah, he's real good. Is he still a top-five player, though, after that injury? We'll see. If he comes back and he's the same, he's 100% a top five player. Like, 100%. Like, I'll, I will take him over James Harden any day. Any day. Uh, that's a tough call. I mean, J- James Harden's been getting shit on, I find, this playoffs. But the guy's still an incredible basketball player. No, no, I would take him. He is an incredible basketball player. But I would take him over James Harden, let's say, even before the playoffs started. I would have no doubt. It's because of the defense. Honestly. He was a – we're forgetting how great he was on offense too. But, yes, the defense does make the difference for me, for sure. Because Harden is an incredible offensive player. Harden is definitely a top three offensive player. I don't think I'd put him top three player, even though he's, like, favored to win MVP and most probably will win MVP. I know you wrote yesterday that LeBron was going to win it. But, you know, Harden's winning that MVP. I'd give it to LeBron. Yeah, you could probably give it to LeBron every year that he's been in the league and it wouldn't be that much of an uproar. But how many MVPs has he won? Four? Uh, yeah, I think so. He, I think he's one behind MJ, right? MJ has five. So, Or, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe the NBA is just going to protect MJ's legacy and keep LeBron out of it. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think that I don't think the NBA would mind giving LeBron the fifth to tie Jordan at this point. Hello? Yo. Oh, I can't hear him. 
listen, I think we've done enough. We're up at 35 minutes. I'm going to say goodbye for myself and my buddy Eric, who I've lost. And, uh, yes, download this episode on iTunes. We're also on Google Play. Uh, no longer on SoundCloud. Soon all our library will be available on the iTunes and Google Play. Uh, that's all for now. Uh, we're going to be recording an, another episode with our other co-host, Armin, tomorrow. So join us then. Uh, probably be out tomorrow's Wednesday. So, Oh, no, yeah. So tomorrow's Wednesday, so Thursday morning. And uh, other than that, guys, thank you very much for listening in. And 